Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Love is Relentless podcast. We're your hosts, Tommy Reynolds. And Jacelyn Reynolds. We've been married for all of our 20s, so we know what it's like being told that marriage is hard, but not being given direction on how to overcome those obstacles. We're here to help you navigate those obstacles and tackle the taboo topics of being married in your 20s, in the 2020s, so that way you can have a more fulfilling marriage. We're so glad y'all joined us today, and we can't wait to dive in. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, we're happy that you joined us today. We are stoked to get this thing going and kind of go over a little bit of a recap of last week. We talked about spenders versus savers and that I was definitely the spender and Jason was the saver, which if you didn't already know that, you probably just don't know us very well. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a fun one, kind of helping everyone find like navigate like who's who and where to find that middle ground and really just how to live with that as your spouse and what to do to make it work so yeah so this week we're going to be talking about supporting your spouse through career changes we have a few tips that we think will work pretty well they kind of worked for us to I mean we had the growing pains of going through this process without knowing those tips and then kind of just along the road, was able to figure out how to support them the most effectively. And so, yeah, we think that works out pretty well. So we're going to get into it, and I'm going to let Jason take it away. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of experience when it comes to career changes. Um, if you haven't listened to our first podcast, then go listen to that. But <laughs> it's just a little about, like, get to know us. But in that one, we talk about how Tommy was in the military and then obviously is not anymore so just trying to like transition to civilian world and then a bunch of like different sales jobs I was in school I had a part-time job with like really low income so we definitely have a lot of experience when it comes to career changes um I think for you Tommy like when you took your sales jobs it was always like these big promises and yeah so like when i was first getting out of the military i basically like i didn't know what i wanted to do but i knew i didn't want to stay as an aircraft mechanic and so i figured you know i just kind of hop on indeed probably three to four months before i um got out just to see what was available what there was and so of course as like knowing she was going straight back to school i was like okay well i need to make a good amount of money so I start typing in like 60k 70k 80k like stuff like that on um indeed so I'm putting like 60k start like what is it like no uh no degree no like no degree no experience needed like stuff like that and of course everything in the world is popping up as roofing sales or solar sales and all this stuff and I was like okay well I was like I can do that and so I sign up the very first one I ever signed up for was a solar sales job, which I ended up not even working there because I just didn't want to. But I was gonna say I didn't. I don't. That think was like I the first job that. I ever had an interview <laughs> for. But th- she was already moved back to Texas at that point, and I was just calling people in Texas every day trying to find a job. And then I finally ended up getting a roofing sales job, which I don't think. Like with that one, I don't think I was lied to as much as I was in other ones, but 
there's definitely that promise of like, oh yeah, no, you'll be taken care of, yada, yada, yada. And so they're saying like, you'll be taken care of and all this. And then I get my first paycheck of $500 because the first two weeks is literally just training. And if anyone's ever been in roofing sales... Or just sales in general. No, roofing sales. Oh. Listen, because I started in like... I think it was like September or October oh, yeah. was when I started. Storm season has been over for about a month. And so anyone that did need a roof, it's already been replaced or they've already been approached by a salesman. So even like when I first started out, I'm going to 50 to 100 homes. Like it's door-to-door sales. It's absolutely miserable. Well, starting out... You went from an entirely structured job in the military to having, yeah, like time freedom, and you definitely took advantage of that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely could have done more, but... It was like a checklist, like, oh, I went to this many homes. I will say, like, the first week or two, I 100% was going to 100 doors a day because I still had somewhat structure in me, but then the fact that I talked to... I'd say 500 people or I knocked on 500 doors in one week and might have talked to five people and all of them have already had their roof replaced. It's completely just like, it was terrible. Like I was like, cool, well now what do I do? I can't make any money. And then week three or four comes by and I don't get a paycheck. And I was never told that my first training check was my only guaranteed paycheck and the rest of the job was a hundred percent commission. And like, I never knew that. Yeah. They don't tell you that when you <laughs> yeah. do your interview. So that was cool. So we went like two months where I didn't make a dime. I was also not working because it was agreed that when I started school, then like I was going to be a full-time student and that was it. And so I was under the impression that like he was going to be making all this money and same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we both were, <laughs> And it obviously didn't happen like that. And so we were like, okay, crap, like we're screwed right now. What are we going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I kept looking for, like, I, I was, I was money chasing at this point. Like I was starting to stress out knowing I didn't want her to have to work. She didn't plan on working. She just wanted to be full-time student and I was completely okay with that. But then it just put extra weight on me. Like, okay, I have to make sure I get a job that can support two, like two incomes basically. Well, and at that point, I was just like, well, I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and find a job because obviously, like, we need to have at least a guaranteed paycheck coming in. So I started working at the hospital part time. Well, I had another job before that, but it was still part time. Yeah. Still making not like barely any money. Not even enough to pay our rent at some points. But so, like I said, I was just chasing money around and then it took... Literally, it took me years to finally realize that I need to be doing, one, something that I'm good at, and two, something that I actually enjoy doing. But I will say, when I worked at Harley-Davidson, that was probably the most fun I've ever had of the job. Because even when I didn't have good paying months, I got to ride bikes all day. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was like the only good part about that job. Because it was like a really toxic environment and yeah. really unpredictable pay like uh, paychecks and also the hours were trash like you were working so much to have very little like i don't really think yeah if i didn't if i didn't sell enough bikes it like the money would turn out to me making like four bucks an hour basically your highest paycheck was like 
significantly lower than what you're getting paid now. No. Yeah. Well, whatever. It was, I mean. I had like one or two like great. really good months, but the way it, I don't know. I'm not getting into it. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, that being said, I was definitely chasing money instead of paying attention to my strengths. And I think like, I mean, working those sales jobs, I could definitely be I mean, really good at sales now, but I don't want to do it anymore. Well, and there's stuff that you learn from every job that you can take to the next one. Yeah, and it definitely helped me. Bit. It helped me a lot with, because like I've never had like a issue being outgoing or talking to people, but it definitely did bring out even more, um, just like the ability to talk to anybody anytime, having to really just think of the most random things in my head to keep somebody engaged with a story, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, really just all that being said, we do have a lot of experience in career changes and all that. And so I think the biggest thing that we've learned is being able to set realistic expectations. So like when I say realistic expectations, I'm meaning looking at like how it's going to affect your life to where what kind of hours are you going to be working? Um, Is the money actually going to be greater? Is it going to be less? How's that going to affect your day to day life? And then I know as a spouse too, like, because we were both like, I was in school, obviously. So that was a big thing for me to like balance my own personal school and work. But trying to support you was, it's hard being a wife because you want to, I mean, it's hard being a spouse in general, but like you want to be supportive and, you know, show your spouse that like, yeah, like, I think this is a good move, and if you feel like you can be confident in it, and, like, if you truly feel like this is a good idea for you, then cool, go for it. Like, I'm all, I'm here for you, I want to support you, I want to make sure you're finding, like, what you want to do, but it's also hard when you call it when (laughs) women's intuition, if that's what you want, but there's definitely been a lot of times where I've been, like, in the back of my mind, like, I don't feel like this is going to be good. It's just another like big promises, low expectation or like low reward, I guess. And so trying to be supportive, but also be vocal is a very difficult balance because in my mind, I felt like if I was going to say like, you know, I don't think this is great, then it would be like almost thrown back in my face. Like, well, my job right now sucks and like we don't have anything and so I, like I'm gonna do it anyway so it's like if Tommy's the definitely the kind of person if he has his mind made up he's gonna do it regardless <laughs> I think it's definitely improved over the course of our marriage like trying to get my opinion more but mainly because he's probably realized that usually what I say ends up happening <laughs> sadly yeah <laughs> That is the case a lot of the times. But it's hard because you want to be supportive and show that, like, you're grateful for them. But if you do have a bad feeling, like, it's not bad to speak up about that, even if you feel like you're going to have some backlash. Yeah, because, like, just with some of these jobs, like, obviously, I'm going in there for the interviews. And so I'm getting all the popcorn. Like, they're, like, especially in the sales job, when you're in a sales job interview they are selling the job to you making it sound like there's nothing that can go wrong in this job it's guaranteed this guaranteed that and then you get to your first day and you're like cool they lied about everything but like Jacelyn 
I feel like her supportiveness was good and bad because everything I did, she was like, oh yeah, I support you. And like, same for me, anything she does, like we definitely support each other in every decision, but she would have those, I should say in the women's intuition thoughts and not tell me about them until a month or two down the road when we're already stuck in this rut, like, okay, well, I'm not making a lot of money. And then she'd be like, oh yeah, well, I was, I was thinking that when you were talking about how great this job was, like all the negatives that could have come with it. And I was like, I wish you would have told me that two months ago. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, well, I feel like I kind of alluded to that, but again, if I felt like if I were to just say that, then it was going to be like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So it's like, what's the point of me saying something? Sometimes you just kind of have to let them learn for themselves. Guess we'll never know because she didn't tell me. Um, you learned, so. <laughs> yeah, we did. It makes, it's all good. But I think all that to say, too, is like changing jobs. You're obviously going to have a change in finances. I mean, there are definitely lateral uh, pay scales in a lot of jobs but I feel like usually you're getting out of a job too partly for money like whether you're trying to make I would assume most people (laughs) leave leave their job to go make more (laughs) money but the finances are definitely inevitable that it's going to change at some point so our next big topic is just like understanding that one, your finances are finances are going to change, but also just like how to make sure that you're, again, setting those expectations on like what you're really looking at. And I know ours, like our situation was a little different because sales is very unpredictable and not a lot of people do sales jobs. So I'm sorry for all the people who do like corporate jobs. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't really had a lot of personal experience with that. But regardless of if you have like a set income or not, it's definitely important to make sure that you know what you're going to be getting and making sure that you can plan and like budget accordingly. Yeah, that was that was the hardest thing for us is because the only guaranteed down to the penny amount was usually Jacelyn's job. And like I said, like it didn't bring in as much to where we relied a little more heavily on my income at the time. And so like, even if we wanted to make a budget and find out exactly how much we spend every month, we could do that, but we never knew how much we were going to make every month. Like, are we going to scratch the service and barely be able to pay our rent? Or are we going to be able to go out to dinner a couple of times? And that was our mistake is every time we had the extra income, we're like, Oh my gosh, we have extra and we go to the movie or we go eat dinner somewhere and then next month rolls around you're back in the same boat trying to figure out, like, okay, can I pay my rent this month? And so I would say, because we kind of just gave up on the whole budget thing at the end of the day, but I would say if you are in sales and you or just have a job where it's not a guaranteed um, flat rate income, still make that budget to see how much you do spend every month. And then that'll still kind of help you. That might actually drive you to do better in your job to know like, okay, I'll make a little bit more money if I put in this kind of effort. So that would be, I guess, the easiest way to do that. But I mean, at the end of the day, what do we know, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think a big thing too with finances is like when you do have two pretty significantly different incomes, like Tommy was making way more than I was at the time. 
and then we were still broke that's the sad part <laughs> yeah but i feel like it's really important to make sure you don't hold a grudge against the person who's not making as much as you because i feel like there were definitely times where it was like always thrown in my face like whether it was being silly or not it would be like well i make the money and so it's like i felt horrible wanting to just like I don't know, go get my toes done, like go get a pedicure or something. And even though I was making money too, it wasn't as much. And so I felt like I was the one that was always having to make the sacrifices. And even more so because last week we told you Tommy is the spender. (laughs) (laughs) And so he would be spending. And so I would have to make sure that I'm sacrificing because I'm not making as much but I'm also having to sacrifice even more so because he was spending more so it's like I felt like I never really got to do as much so make sure that if you have a spouse that is not making as much as you even if it is a joke it can be hurtful where it's like well I make more than you so whatever like sorry about you but hey now she makes more than me so yeah not that much more for but now. enough <laughs> <laughs> enough for her to say she's the boss do you feel like when you would tell me that that it was like good intentioned or were you being funny or were you being like actually like kind of condescending i legitimately don't remember saying it well, it obviously affected me. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, personally, like, if I don't remember something, it was usually a joke, because I'm a very sarcastic person, so that was most likely the case, and I didn't know this until, like, today, when she told me about this, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I used to say it a lot. Yeah, well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make up later, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a back rub. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um... Okay, so we do have some practical daily tips for you that you can do to help your spouse who is going through a career change or if you're going through school and career change, like we've been through it all. So one of the biggest things, it sounds super easy, but honestly, when you really think about it, it's a lot easier said than done, but just tell your spouse every day that you support them and that you're there for them and like... You're just always giving them like little pep talks like you can do it like maybe you had a bad day yesterday, but I believe in you today. You can go out and do great things. Yeah. And another one would be just ask them what they need. Like for us, like, I mean, it's still kind of the same thing today. Like as much as I hate going to the grocery store and everything, I do most of the shopping just because I know like with her working nights, like doing stuff during the day is not really a thing that she does much anymore, which is cool because I don't mind it. But yeah, but that's why when we were talking about the anxiety and stuff a couple weeks ago, that's why I'm happy that Walmart has local pickup stuff because it makes life way easier. Yeah, I think just like asking each other what you need is like, again, it sounds so simple, but It really is a lot easier said than done. There's so many things that, like, you read these, like, quotes and it's, I don't know. For me, it's like, yeah, duh, that makes sense. But if you really think about, like, asking your spouse every day, like, what do you need? What can I help you with? 
it's it's actually rub. it's really hard because we're selfish people and so if you can like try to do something in your day to see what your spouse needs and to let them know hey you've got this i love you i support you and it, it may be hard if you're like learning a new job but like i promise i'm here for you and just let me know like what i can do to make things easier for you um yeah so next uh next would be just hold each other accountable and that could be for anything that could be like hey make sure they're putting in the effort at work make sure they're putting in the effort at home but vice versa make sure that your spouse is holding you accountable as well and that's something that I like in all aspects of my life because I love to be held accountable even when it sucks, which most of the time it does if you're having to be held accountable. But it's one of those things that you know for sure your spouse is actually actually in it for the long haul and cares Mm -hmm. about you as a person, cares about you as a spouse, just making sure that you're doing your part because in turn that makes it easier for them to do their part. Yeah, I mean, you it's hopeful that you get into a marriage or a relationship to make like make the other person a better person but you want your partner to also push you and make you better so if you're not keeping each other accountable then like you can't really grow together or individually so I think things like some things you can help keep each other accountable for are like like for him his hours were kind of up to him for the sale so I was like okay you need to be like don't think of this as like oh I can go out whenever make it an eight to five job or however you want to do that but just like make it set hours like don't just go and willy-nilly do whatever you want to do um also keeping each other accountable on your spending um if you know that you're a spender or a saver and you're not bringing in a lot of income and you have a budget set and you say like, like say you have however much you want to spend on like going out to eat, but you spent that in the first week and the next week you're like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm just going to go run through, drive through. It's like, no, keep each other accountable. You set that goal and you set that budget and it's like kind of sucks for you if you went over within the first week but it is what it is so I mean don't be mean about it but and again there's room for leniency too like but if you can just try to keep each other accountable to make sure that y'all are both on the same page and moving forward then that's definitely helpful um I think the last thing too that we have just like a practical daily tip is just do what you can life is hard marriage is hard career changes are hard and there's i mean life keeps moving the dishes keep piling up the laundry keeps the dishes coming on and off your body and (laughs) it's just like never ending so if there's like if you're in school and you're studying and then you have to go to work and then you have to come home and make sure you pay the bills and do this with the kids and the car and the all the things it's like I, I'm definitely a very easily overwhelmed person. I look at everything that needs to get done, but sometimes I have to like give myself a pep talk and like reel it back in a little and be like, okay, what can I do right now to get something done? And so maybe that's starting a load of laundry or 
maybe not doing all the dishes, but do a couple of the dishes. Or if you have kids, like maybe if you're home at night, like read them a bedtime story or be there to help them brush their teeth or I don't know. I don't know what all kids do. (laughs) (laughs) We obviously aren't there yet, but just try to do one thing that like if you do feel like your spouse is kind of having to pick up the slack on one area of your life, maybe do something in another spot that you feel like can maybe lighten their load a little. Yeah, especially if like, so like, I mean, not even just from our situation, but say someone's the breadwinner and the other one's at home feeling like they're just not being the spouse they should be or partner they should be like supportive enough like she's saying, just do those small things to show that you do care and like you are trying, whether it's not like whether it's helping out financially or literally just helping him do the dishes, take the trash out. Like Jason was saying, just just do something to show that you're there for them as well. Um, I feel I mean, like that's definitely something that I tried to do like yeah. unconsciously or subconsciously, whatever. Not unconsciously. Subconsciously, yeah. <laughs> subconsciously. She was awake during it the whole time. <laughs> I'm still kind of tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. But subconsciously, I tried to pick up more like around the house because I know that he was working really long hours and working long hours, you're going to be tired. And so I would try to do more around the house and like make sure that things are cleaned up and like clothes are done and whatever even on top of like me studying but I guess that was like one kind of perk about COVID and going to nursing school is I was home (laughs) if I wasn't at work I was home and so in between like my studying I could go start a load of laundry really quick and then come back and study while that's running and then once it's done go and put it in the dryer and then come back and study and so just like trying to find a few little moments of your day to try to get one thing done or something done um now that we both work full-time we're just kind of always trying to figure out like which one of us is going to do the dishes today like well (laughs) recently you've been home a lot more than until now like for like the last six months yeah six months you've been home a lot and i've been working nights only three days a week so which is like five (laughs) because you have to sleep the day before and then the day after so yeah yeah all that being said she forced me to buy a dishwasher because she hates dishes that much i I would i didn't force you to buy one we needed one because she had a gun to my head forcing me to buy a dishwasher no the one that came in the house was we like used it twice and it made our dishes moldy and yeah, it, it stunk bad. really bad. So we just turned it off on the breaker and just never used it. So we finally bought a new one and I still am trying to train him on when you get a dish dirty, put it in the dishwasher instead of the sink. So then it If it's in the sink, I'll remember it. If I put something in the dishwasher, say that I'm the only one that puts it in there for a week, now that dish it's probably going to get off. moldy. No, rinse yeah. it off and then put it in the dishwasher. Thing with me, if I rinse, like, I'll tell you all this. In my mind, if I'm rinsing a dish off to make it clean enough to go in the dishwasher, why would I not just clean the dish right there? Mm. That makes way more, because, like, if there's anything stuck on it, 99% of the time, the dishwasher's not going to get it off. So why not just clean it? It makes more sense to me. So we just no. wasted money on a dishwasher, in my opinion. No. All right, well. 
I won't do dishes <laughs> anymore ever again. So that way you can do it the way you'd like. I like that. That's a good, yeah, I like that idea. So what about your laundry? Are you going to do your laundry? I only wear like five things. So yeah, that's fine. That's super easy. <laughs> yeah, but you only, you, no, that's not true because our basket is half full with your stuff. Mainly shorts. I'll wear different yeah, shorts. Yeah, and then day. I fold them and then sometimes I'll put them away for you. And then after I've organized your drawers at least eight times a year, I open them up and it's like he puts his hands in there and just goes and like runs his hands through his drawer just to like mess everything up and then shuts it. And every time <laughs> she complains about it, I tell her, stop trying to organize my drawers. Well, and then you're like, well, I can't find anything. Yeah, that's fine. I'll find it eventually. And you get stressed out and pissed off at me. Right. You can't find anything. This is getting wild, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> we're getting way off topic here, and our dog is ready to play. Anywho, our dishwasher was a great purchase. It was not. <laughs> yes, it was. So, just recap the practical tips. Make sure, try to give your spouse some supportive pep talks. Just support them, reassure them, let them know you're there for them. Asking them what they need. Hold each other accountable. Do what you can. Yeah. Just try to make one or two little things happen a day if you if you have the time and energy because I know that's not always there yeah. for me. Even if like if y'all think you don't have the time, just do something small. Kiss yeah. them on the forehead. Say good job. I don't know. Do something. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So next week's topic, we're going to be discussing family, in-laws... What we do on the holidays, what we used to do on the holidays that we'll never do again. Um, <laughs> yeah, with- really just like try to make it easier. Because I know like when we f- when you first get married, it's super hard to figure out like what do we do for the holidays, especially like they could live in two different states. Ours all live in the same city. So we felt like it was even harder because yeah. you couldn't just choose one or the other. So yeah, we'll get into all that nitty gritty yeah, stuff. With the holidays coming up too, I know my family's already been like planning on like thanksgiving and christmas and new year's and so we figured now would be a good time to try to go over that because i'm sure a lot of other families are also getting their plans together and as a young married couple it's it can definitely be difficult with it's one of those things like it's basically impossible to not upset one side of the family but you need to basically just incinerate that from your mind and think about you and your spouse and what y'all want to do what makes you happy especially when kids come into the picture like we'll get into it next week yeah don't worry about (laughs) it right now just stay tuned it'll be a good one but um if you are not following us yet go to instagram we are at love is relentless podcast we just started making some fun reels for y'all to watch so so keep an eye out for those i also made a tiktok but I don't know. <laughs> it's the same Love is Relentless podcast. Um, we'll, yeah. see, we'll, we'll see, see how we'll much. We'll see what pops up on those. We haven't really decided yet. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned But for we the got TikTok. the name just in case. <laughs> um, but yeah, send us any DMs if you have questions for us. That can be relationship advice. It can be anything and everything. We will answer that for you. Um, so as always, we hope this podcast helped you and your marriage in some sort of way. So that way your love is relentless. Oh yeah. Y'all take care. Have a great week. See y'all next week. Bye.
Frickin' bats. Love Halloween.